Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. Welcome, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. This week we are reading from a parsha that is, let's say, simultaneously depressing and hopeful. Depressing because it sees the people of Israel get punished by having to wander in the desert for 40 years. Hopeful because it teaches us a little something about societies at their best. The parsha this week is called Shalach Lecha, which means to send, because this is the story of Moses sending scouts into the promised land. The Israelites have been wandering in the desert for a relatively short period of time, and they've made it all the way to the border of the promised land. Now, I know you're thinking, wait a minute, I thought they wandered for 40 years. And in fact, this incident is the reason for the wandering. Moses sends 12 scouts into the land to check it out. He says to them, go up into the Negev and the hill country and see what kind of country it is. Are the people who dwell in it strong or weak, few or many? Is the country good or bad? Essentially, is it a good place to live? And what's it going to be like to try to settle there? What's it going to be like to come up against the people that are currently living there? So these 12 scouts, one from each tribe, go all over the land, they check it out, and they bring back what is essentially a mixed report. They come back saying, this is a beautiful land, but the people in it are big and scary. Now at that, all the Israelites start to rebel. They go crazy, saying to Moses and Aaron, Lu matnu be'eretz mitzrayim, if only we had died back in the land of Egypt. Why did you drag us out here into the desert to die? They're so afraid of the challenge that will be involved in settling this land that they don't even want to try. Only two of the scouts, Joshua and Caleb, say something different. They say, guys, it's going to be hard, but we can do it. But the damage is done. And as a result of this incident, of their lack of faith, maybe, or their lack of preparedness, lack of readiness to undertake this enterprise, the Israelites have to wander for the next 40 years until they are ready to enter the promised land. Now, I said before that this is going to teach us something about a society at its best. So far, it sounds like a society at its worst. One of the things that the commentators, and particularly Rashi, is interested in, is a word that God uses to describe the people in the middle of the parsha where God is complaining to Moses about these rebellious people. It says, How long am I going to have to put up with this wicked community muttering against me? The Hebrew word there, edah, which means community. Now, we might think on first blush that that refers to the entire community of the Israelites who've been muttering or rebelling against God. But Rashi says something different. Rashi says, The word edah, the word community here, refers to the scouts, not to the entire community. And he continues saying, From here we learn that an edah, a congregation, is technically a gathering of at least ten people. Because, of course, there were 10 scouts, or at least 10 scouts who led the rebellion. Now, anyone who knows Judaism knows that traditionally you need a minion, a group of 10 people, for a full service to say certain blessings, to consider yourself to be in public or part of a full community. 
And what we're learning here from Rashi is that this Parsha is the origin of the idea that a minion consists of 10 people. It's interesting that that would be the impetus for this idea. Why would our congregational structure be based on the spies, on this evil group? And maybe there's a hint again in Rashi, who, by using the word edah, community, to refer to just the ten rather than the entire community, is showing what disproportionate power this small group and their way of thinking had on the entire community, the entire people. It's a reminder of how easy it is to go along with groupthink, how easy it is to go along with what we might call fear-based thinking. These 10 scouts come back and spout a bunch of fear-based theories, and everybody goes along with them because everybody's too afraid to stand up and say, maybe there could be something different. In fact, what really separates Caleb and Joshua here from the other 10 scouts and from all the other Israelites is that they're not beholden to the fear. They're able to see through the fear to see the possibilities, to see the people's capacity to be their best, even when not a single other person can do that. There are times when an entire society is wrong. This is one of those cases. And we can think of other cases where an entire society was wrong. Slavery is an example. Treatment of indigenous people is another example. Just this past week in Canada, what's been all over the news is the discovery of a mass grave of children, indigenous children, who died at the Kamloops Residential School, which was one of many residential schools that indigenous Canadians were forced into over the course of many, many decades. And there were very few people in this society standing up to say, maybe this is wrong. It's the kind of thing that doesn't change until there are Caleb's and Joshua's who start to stand up and say, wait a minute, maybe this assumption that we've been working on isn't the correct one. Maybe we need a new set of assumptions, a new set of actions that match our values better. Let's live not by our fear, but rather by our hope, by our sense of what we can be. And the message of the Torah here is that that's how you get to the promised land, by rejecting fear, by rejecting the explanation that sounds like this is the way it's always been, by asking instead, what should it be? What are we capable of at our best? That's how you get to the promised land. That's how you create societal change. So at the end of the day, this Parsha is both depressing and hopeful, because in some ways it shows us at our worst But it also reminds us that there are Joshua's and Caleb's, and we don't all have to go along with the groupthink in whatever society we're living in. We don't all have to go along with those notions that are not commonly questioned but are still wrong. We can stand up. We can ask different questions. We can make a real change in our own societies. Because if an Eda, a small group of people of, say, 10, can have a disproportionate power to foment fear, as they do in this Parsha, it means that a small group can also have a disproportionate power to sow seeds of good. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Hey there, Rabbi Micah Streifer here. I want to invite you to continue the conversation in our new Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment. And please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, 
Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.